Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. We've had a very capitalist approach to relationships. You'll know that I care about you or that I like you because I'm going to buy you this. I mean, my experience of relationships and how they intersect with finances has always been really interesting for me because we have had this approach to relationships, like the kind of 3D approach to relationships has always very much been that you marry someone like you, but if you don't marry someone like you, it's only the female who can be less well off. And you see that in romance books all the time, right? In rom-coms, it's always the Cinderella story. You are fixing me not only in my emotional state, but my financial state as well. Yeah. It's like, it's the savior thing. Save me from my impoverished state. And I really think that that is why we have a strange relationship to money and relationships. Oh, completely. Because if if, if you're coming from that place of either it's someone who's of similar wealth Mm -hmm. or it's a masculine wealth with a feminine need. Okay. Then you can see that filtering down mm-hmm. through the lens into how we look at dating and relationships today, mm-hmm. because it's the man must pay for dinner. They aren't going to take care of me. Part of them taking care of me emotionally, sexually is also financially. So yes. I have to know from the start that they are able to afford to give me these things and mm-hmm. to afford me this lifestyle. Yes. And in order for someone to show me that they can take care of me, mm-hmm. part of that is buying me gifts. And it, it gets to, yes, provide me for me so I can feel secure, but it's provide for me so I can feel secure in our future, so I know that you will continue to provide for me. Financial worth is one of the ways that people can show that they're good enough. Mm -hmm. I am good enough for you, I am good enough for myself because I have money, because I am wealthy, um, because I can afford all these things. And it's an attractive feature. And I'll know I'm good enough because you're good enough, so you choosing me makes me good enough. Exactly. Yeah. And it's this kind of cycle. So in fact, what it's doing, it's actually perpetuating that I'm not good enough. It is. Because actually what you're doing is without that, you're like, well, if you didn't have that wealth, would you, would you still go out? I mean, I was watching something recently and there was this guy on it. He is fat. He is so ugly. And he is clearly the world's biggest dick. Okay. He's banging all these women. Why? Because he's fucking wealthy. Oh God. Yeah. How many men do we know that we would not touch with a barge pole, not necessarily for their looks, maybe because of their attitude, maybe because of anything else that, you know, that they do. But all of a sudden they become much more attractive because they are financially, you know, wealthy or because they, they all of a sudden they can afford us experiences. Oh, seriously. Wealth like- is one of the tenets of what we look for when we are deciding whether or not someone else is attractive. Oh, completely. I mean, think about Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you really think that she would have been okay with him smacking her ass and pretty much abusing her? If he weren't a billionaire, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care how hot or what mommy issues he had. I don't think she would have found it that appealing. No. No. And also, all of a sudden, she had this amazing lifestyle as a result. It really is one of those tenets of kind of like that 3D romance bullshit. We're having to confront that now, aren't we? More and more as we're having to understand that what it means to love ourselves is having to really tease out that karmic theme of I am not good enough, right? The root of that karmic story of I am not good enough. And then having to understand our relationship to money. 
and how money and relationships, you know, dating are so inextricably linked, but they've dictated how we choose to relate to people for generations and generations. And now as we are confronting our relationship to abundance and understanding what it means to love ourselves, like now is the time for all of that to start to fall apart. So that kind of emphasis that money is so necessary and key for our survival and that it's that baseline, that level of it, that creates a sort of anxiety and stress around money that, that can really hamper a relationship. If you live with an abundance mindset, then you trust that whatever you need, mm-hmm. you will have. Yeah. And whatever is aligned with your purpose will be made available to you. Mm-hmm. So it won't really matter as much you won't be picking a partner based on what they can give you financially or whether they can match you financially. You'll be picking a partner based on, do they fit me on a human level, on a soul level? And that, yes, might include, they have a similar background to me. They have a similar similar financial wealth to me. That could include that. But that will be entirely dependent on what's right for you. And only you know that. And the question then comes always, am I wanting my partner to be wealthy or to have cash or to be able to afford certain things or own a house or or own a house or whatever else because I feel that that's important to me because it's coming from a place of fear and lack inside of me Mm -hmm. I'm scared I won't have a house I'm scared I won't have this or I need this to survive or is it coming from a place of these are my values these are my guides I want someone who is established in themselves enough that can stand on their own two feet that have Mm -hmm invested in their future you know it's it's really coming from that place you've got to always ask yourself like why is this an issue for you is it an issue for you out of lack or is it an issue for you out of respect and integrity yes absolutely do we match each other in terms of our personal and spiritual maturity do we match each other in terms of our emotional maturity can we be on the same page and agree how we we take care of our expenses where we don't owe each other beyond what we've already agreed to if you will We're trying to unpick every single one of these constructs and just do whatever the fuck we want to do, which is frankly where we're getting to, right? Eventually, that's why all of this is happening. Everything is crumbling. But at the end of the day, money is keeping us locked into that 3D. Very much, really. Because it's our concepts of it. It is. I mean, more than anything else, even when the gender roles are falling apart, when all these other concepts or, you know, roles that have kind of been reversed or shifted, money still keeps things a certain way in that very sort of, you know, third dimensional polarity way where it really does stretch partnership on either Mm. end of that polarity. And it's what keeps couples from really coming together as, as a team, right? As Mm. real partners. At the end of the day, when you're really with somebody who matches you, you're going to find the compromise. Yeah. Or maybe you kind of have a smaller flat so that you can afford the maternity nurse. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yeah, you don't does. always get what you want. But mm. one thing I've learned, 20 years of marriage, there's a lot of compromise and you can still get what you want and just get used to the fact that it's not going to look the way you thought it would. And a lot of the things that we think are necessary aren't. Mm. But what really matters, as you had said, is what is going to keep the harmony in this relationship and not by sublimating what we want and who we are, but really prioritizing what our wants and needs are. You'll know that your partner's really the right fit for you because your wants and needs pretty much match up. Really what's key is always being able to communicate what your fears around money are because I find that in this world, most people carry a ton of fear 
around their safety and it's often tied to money, having so enough just, money. Yeah. It's a really big one for people. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily find someone attractive whose dream would be to sit on the couch all day, Same. even if they won the lottery and they could afford to do that. Oh, yeah, you know, no. For me, it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. about are you making money and can you afford X, Y, Z? It's more are you ambitious to be the best that you can be yeah. in whatever field you choose to be in. And if that is you were, I don't know, a lawyer for 25 years and then you left to go start a band, then well done you if you are putting it in your passions. Same. Absolutely. That was always my priority. But mm. I do think that some of that comes from our relationship to ourselves. Am I expecting this from myself? Mm. Because for me, in many ways, you can't really expect of another person what you can't expect of yourself. Three-dimensional consciousness is all about separation. You know, rich, poor, I'm sort of living in that polarity of if there's wealth, then there must be poverty. Uh, I guess that would be really the only polarity we're talking about yeah, was, in this one. I was like, I was like waiting for things to. Level I know. Up. I was like, do I well, want to say educated, another... there must be not educated. Right, but um, if there's ambitious, there must be lazy. Yes. Well, I kind of feel like there's still going to be, but that's okay. Yeah, okay, we'll just keep the first <laughs> yeah, one. I really think it's really just about you know wealth and poverty, and so as things are starting to collapse and we enter fifth dimensional oneness consciousness, you know, oneness. And equality is not necessarily about income equality. Of course, we'll still have some haves and have-nots, but not in the respect that in order to have, I'm having it at the expense of someone else and diminishing their abundance. Mm. And it's not that if somebody has a little less than someone else, that they don't have more than that person in some other respect Mm. or have not are unable to maintain a respectable an acceptable lifestyle. We're slowly making inroads at that, but we're having to understand our relationship to money around that. And it will take years to get there. I'm talking years. But this is the year, as we've seen so far, that we're having to confront all of these, all of our old relationship around that. And so the the first way and the most effective way to do that is through how we date. Because as we come into understanding our relationship to money, individually, you know, through ourselves, we're also going to know how we do it when we are connecting to someone else. And what I find encouraging, especially among younger generations, is that it matters less than it used to because our values are going to be shifting where it's the, I don't even need to own a house. What do I really want with a mortgage? Maybe that's just not going to serve me. So we don't need to be locked into all these values that people had even a decade ago. It's our value systems are changing, which means our relationship to money will change. You know, I think that often when we look at how much money we have in the bank, how many cars we have, how much savings we have, what we've put aside for a rainy day, all that kind of stuff. I think actually you've got to ask, in my experience, it's kind of come from fear, a lack that we're scared that something will happen and that we'll need it in some way. And yes, if this year has taught us anything is that we don't know what's around the corner and we could all be locked up in our houses recording a podcast via our laptop. You never know what's (laughs) going to happen. No. But at the same time, you know, I think that 
money is one of the ways that we has really exemplified security for us very much who's powerful and what that means i mean you just have to look at you know who's being elected and why they're being elected and is it because they have money or not or but money suddenly you know people with money are going to become the villains but they have recently right they have. it's crazy very much it's like in a way that i just find shocking because every you know and it's also the keeping up with the joneses it's the fomo I need a second yeah. home. I need a house in the Hamptons because everybody else goes to the Hamptons. Money is going to feel very important this year because there is economies are struggling. Yeah. But I would argue that maybe money feels important this year and economies are struggling because it's time for us to confront our relationship to money yes. and how it's making us feel mm-hmm. and how our relationship to not its abundance but its lack is mm-hmm. what's driving a lot of our decisions today including who we have sex with mm-hmm. regardless of an economic situation if you're coming from a place of i need this in my account so i feel safe mm-hmm. you will never get to a yeah. to a number or someone else has to provide this for me in order for me mm-hmm. to feel safe i mean it's even our relationship to expecting the government to take care of us yeah right it's a, you'll nothing will ever be enough Mm-mm. You're always going to look at it from a place of lack. And it's not about positivity and saying, oh, I've got this and that, so it's okay that I'm missing this and that. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. It's about asking yourself, what are these things that I want because I want them? And what are these things that I want because I'm scared if I don't have them, I'm not good enough? Right. The level of respect that we have for money is measured by how much we respect ourselves. And it's interesting. And it's really important to understand that because what's happened and one thing we're having to really confront and that is going to be part of this whole story as we rebuild our lives and thus our relationship to money is to really see how have we taken it for granted? How much have we wasted it? How much have we used money in order to assuage our insecurities? How much have we used money in order to validate us? You know, abundance is a given. Abundance is a very benevolent energy. It is meant for everyone. It is not something that is only for the chosen or only for super spiritual people or, you know, people who are really smart. It has nothing to do with that. It's actually available to everyone. But we have to understand that we have to heal our relationship to money in order to get to that point of abundance. And we can only do that when we begin to respect it. And you don't respect something when it has power over you or when you're giving your power over to it. So really in old 3D, money equals power Mm -hmm. or power equals money. Yes. But in this kind of new 5D paradigm, that power is really coming from loving yourself and having a healed relationship to money. Completely. As part of it, yes. as well as healed yeah. relationships to other things. Or we are in our own power because we know who we are. And we don't allow any external things like money or position or education to define that. What that means is that the people you choose to date, the people who you choose to partner with, they match you to your integrity. So they match you authentically mm-hmm. by your self-love, not by your fears. Yeah, to your vibration. And you determine your vibration because yeah. you determine your worth. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.